Hello, and welcome to Ask Mama Amy, a podcast promoting practical advice and resources for strong mothers. I'm your host, Amy Shao, single mom and estate planning attorney and founder of Shao Law. Hi, everybody. This is Amy Shao. We're so happy to have Stephanie Labile today with us. Um, she's the owner of Unique Heartbeat. Thank you so much for being with us today, Stephanie. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, awesome. So why don't we get started? Um, Stephanie, can you tell us why you started Heartbeat? Tell us a little unique Heartbeat, the, the story behind it. So I started Unique Heartbeat um, for families that were going through something similar like myself. I have two beautiful and very unique children. Um, they both have food allergies and um, physical disabilities. And it was in during the journey that I had to go through with my daughters, I just wanted to help other families that might be going through the same thing that we were going through and not have them go through all the steps and all the hurdles that we had to. So I wanted to make it a little bit easier for families going through that same path. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how long has the journey been for you? How long have you had the Unique Heartbeat company? So Unique Heartbeat, I started about four years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been a community provider for a long time, for about nine years now. Um, I have a Facebook group page called um, No Nuts Moms Group. Mm-hmm. And we have our main forum, which is all over the United States and Canada. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, we have over 500 groups, I believe. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it goes from county to county, from state to state. And um, we just post, you know, oh, I found this new product. Oh, does anybody know of a product that could, we could substitute for this product? And um, we kind of just share our experiences um, Mm -hmm. and just give everybody a heads up. Hey, you know what? FDA, um, to give you an example, about three years ago, my oldest daughter, we went to the dentist and it was a normal routine, just the cleaning. And um, we had finished the cleaning and they put the fluoride on my daughter's teeth. And I had already gone through all of the checking the labels, calling the companies, making sure it didn't have any peanuts or tree nuts or any dairy or any of her allergens. And it was supposed to be fine within I'm going to say 30 seconds of putting the fluoride on her teeth as she went into anaphylaxis. And Mm. that was a thing that was shared all through social media. You can find it on Instagram. You can find it on Facebook. And it was just something that we were sharing. And I didn't think about reporting it to the FDA. And I guess so many dentists got a hold of the story that one particular dentist from Maine ended up calling me and saying, Hey, I filed a report to the FDA. They're going to contact you, but I need your information. And a claim was filed against the company because they misprinted or they were misleading these, you know, families like ours that have food allergies that we were told, oh, no, it's safe for Mm -hmm. the top, you know, it's free of the top eight. Mm-hmm. And, um, so things like that is what we share in our support group. You know, we try to like give parents, well, this is what you should do. These are the things that you should look for, you know, read the labels, contact the companies, email the companies. And even after, you know, you do all that stuff and you do all your research, still things can come up. So you just, 
share your experience in hopes that you can help other families. Yeah, that that is so important because who would have thought that simply putting fluoride on the teeth would cause such strong reaction and simply and and it all was because they didn't label it correctly. Correct. Fluoride originally is made from pine nut sap. And so there is some fluoride that does, it doesn't come from that, Mm -hmm. but you know, companies, sometimes they forget how hard it is for Mm -hmm. families like ours. So that's Mm -hmm. part of the sharing process and why I've dedicated myself. I'm a stay at home mom, but I do a lot of these kinds of things. You know, I keep the community aware of the things that are, you know, new products coming out or products that they changed their labels and didn't put it out in an email like, hey, you know what, we're changing our label. Now it contains dairy. You've bought this product for 10 years and you give it to your child that's anaphylactic to dairy. You didn't think about reading the label. So our thing with um, our community is make sure you always read the label. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how old are your daughters now? I have an 11 and a half year old and a five and a half year old. Oh, and when did you find out about the food allergy? So with my oldest, I knew from the very start that she was anaphylactic to nuts. She was about eight months old when she had her first anaphylactic reaction. Mm -hmm. Um, With my second daughter, we knew she had some type of um, allergy from birth. Um, Mm -hmm. I was unable to breastfeed her even on a very strict diet. Mm -hmm. Um, It just, she was losing weight by the time she was two months old. She was already two pounds under her birth weight Mm -hmm. and she was admitted to the hospital and they told us she had a rare food protein allergy, which is called F-Pies. It's a food protein induced intercolitis syndrome. Mm. And I think that was one of the most difficult things I had to go through because Mm. even now she's five and a half. She has a feeding tube. Um, She has four safe foods that she can eat. So Mm. she still lives off of this formula that is basically keeping her alive. Wow. I I cannot imagine like what you had to go through as a mom, like seeing our kids, you know, suffer like that, or you having to put in all that extra, just, just having to care for them. That takes so much strength and it's strength (laughs) and dedication, the vigilance. And I have to be their number one advocate. You know, my youngest is severely allergic to corn. And I know the big thing right now with corn is like, um, everything that wants to be, people are making like, oh, reusable straws or compostable straws and cups and plates. All of that is made with corn. Something that could help the planet potentially could kill my child. Mm -hmm. And that was one of her first anaphylactic reactions was to a straw. Mm. Oh my, who would have thought? And an allergy is one of those things. It's so hard to put your hands on. Like you don't really know what exactly they're allergic to. So tell us, how did you find out that um, she was allergic to corn and the various nuts? So my youngest, it was just trial and error. For F-Pies, there's no type of testing. And so for that, it was it it was a very hard journey trying to figure out what foods she can have. It was, you give them a food, if they react to the food, they're going to viciously throw up all over the place. Um, Until they become lethargic, you have to take them to the hospital to get IVs and help them stop the throwing up, Mm -hmm. Uh, which we had a really hard time, even though she had the diagnosis and she was two months old, we would still get sent home. Oh, it's a stomach bug. It's the stomach Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, 
it just has always been really hard. Mm-hmm. It's never been an easy journey. And she also is diagnosed with EOE. She's yeah. diagnosed with mast cell, which uh-huh. mast cell is something really hard to have because you can eat a certain food mm-hmm. for years. And that's what happened to her. She was on a certain formula for years. And then after being on it for almost four and a half years, her body was like, we don't want this anymore. And she started having anaphylactic reactions to it, Um, which was one of the reasons why one, she ended up getting a feeding tube and two, she, we had to find a new formula that could sustain her, but didn't have any of the allergens. So she's on an amino based acid formula. So it's, been hard. Testing for food allergies is easy. That's the easy part. But then trying to test for something there's no testing for is the hard part. Yeah. And having to see your child suffer and have, and just go through the whole process takes so much. And, yes. and you know, you're doing the right thing for them, but, but just still the process can be so challenging. Yeah. So tell me like, how did, how, where do you get all the support for this? Because I, I certainly wouldn't be able to do it by myself. So my support system, I have a great support system. Let's put it that way. My family is very involved in my kids' lives. Um, when I had my oldest very young, my mom would read and learn and, you know, we would, uh, learn how to read labels together. We learned how to call companies and send emails and just figure out what was safe, what wasn't safe, what could we feed her? How can we keep her safe? Um, and it kind of, you can say it becomes easier because it becomes a lifestyle versus, people that don't live it. And it's like, oh, it, it, they have to go out of the way to like, make sure it's clean or make sure that they didn't buy a wrong product. Because with my oldest, it has to be a specific brand. She just can't have any brand. Well, it says gluten and dairy free, but I don't know. It, it, it you know, it can say manufactured in a facility where uh-huh. peanuts, tree nuts, dairy, wheat, all that stuff is processed. My daughter cannot eat that because she Uh would have an anaphylactic reaction. That's how severe her allergy is. Mm -hmm. Um, so we learned together. My mom was, has always been my biggest support. Mm -hmm. Um, and my husband, um, Mm -hmm. is my support and I have my sisters. So they're very involved and they're very willing. I know a lot of our community do are very, very, um, they don't have that support. Their families will make fun of them. Their family will intentionally feed their kids things that they know they shouldn't be having. And so I'm grateful and thankful that I have a great support system. You are very lucky to have that. Not everybody does. So yes. that's really, really awesome. Um, so t- tell us a little bit more about how Unique Heartbeat can help the local moms in our community. Um, for those of uh, the moms that have allergic kids, um, how can they find support from you? So what I always say, even our pediatrician, he loves me. He has clients that will come to him and say, Mm -hmm. you know what? I don't know what to do. My kid's allergic to so many things and he will call me. Can I give them your number? Mm -hmm. And they will call me. Mm -hmm. So I can, um, you have my email address, which you can put up, um, and they can contact me at uniqueheartbeat.lobbylet at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, they can find my Instagram page at, um, sweet organic living. Mm-hmm. They, um, can find me on Facebook. 
for No Nuts Moms Group or just Stephanie Lobule. Um, I'm pretty open. I'm a pretty, I'm not private anywhere. Um, because that's my main thing is to help families. And I don't just deal with food allergies. We deal with food allergies. We deal with, um, unspecified muscular dystrophy. My daughter has Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, which is a connective tissue disease. We, we deal with, um, you know, feeding tube and not be able to have any type of medications. That was like one of the biggest things for my youngest, not being able to have any medications because of the corn. She can't even have like lactic ringers, which is something they give you prior to having surgery. It's like an IV and, you know, corn is present in there. So having, I, I always feel like if I had someone that would have taught me instead of, you know, going through all the mistakes, yeah. um, life might have been a little bit easier and less stressful, yeah. Yeah. but at the same time, I feel like that's my job and that's what yeah. I try to do and try to help the community. So I'm always open to answering emails and, um, you know, if they want more of a conversation over email, I can give them my phone number Mm -hmm. and we can always talk. I, you know, I'm great at giving resources for other things, giving alternatives for foods that they might be looking for. Yeah. I saw on your, I saw on your website that you do also reviews of some of the products out there. So you already done your test and trial so that other people can know what exactly is in it, what's good or what's not. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. That's really awesome. And so I'm curious during the COVID times when you were all, when we're all cooped at home, so how did you deal with having to provide for your family and just just the whole pandemic. How did you deal? Well, with that? I think oh. my mom always makes fun of me because she says like, she it always has same since I've had my kids. Um, I've always been a stalker. So I like, Oh, the cereal's on sale. It's a safe cereal and I'll buy 20 boxes. And my pan, I have like a huge pantry of food of the things my kids can have. And, um, they always say if there's any type of disaster, we know where to go your house. Uh, you know, I have an emergency kit right by my door. I have like everything that I know my kids might need, uh, first aid kit, everything. And so, you know, I, I just feel like being prepared, uh, during COVID, even when COVID hit, there was like an anxiety almost that hit, but then I knew you have this, you're okay. It's okay. We're going to get through this. And, and it was, we made it through you know, safely, no one in my family got COVID. Mm. Um, I stayed, uh, we live really close to my mom. So we were able to help my mom and my dad. Mm. And, you know, it just, I feel like having a little stockpile always and mm. kind of switching it out every time you buy something mm. is the key to kind of like the, the stress not to be there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so important. And have you always been this way? Like being so well prepared? I, I, so I, well I don't think I have. I think it was more after I had my first daughter that I was like, I was afraid of things not being available for her is mm-hmm. kind of like a fear I've always had. Yeah. So yeah. being a mom somehow brings this side of you to. Yes, definitely. I have a friend that she was like, I got a, I got a freeze dryer. Guess what? You know, freeze some apples. Cause that's one of the saves that my youngest has. It's a specific apple 
that is organic and it has to be peeled and washed and everything, cut them up, freeze them. And she puts them in the freeze dryer and then you have them for like 25 years. It's like things like it's, you know, again, it comes down to the support. It comes down to being prepared. You don't have to have a lot of money in your bank account to be prepared. Uh, You know, the basic necessities, you know, if your child can't have peanut butter, you buy, you know, on Amazon, I'll buy like a five pound jug of some butter and that will last two years. Say, okay, you're going to use it because it's going to go bad. So you buy another one. So it's like little things that you can manipulate, you know, pull some change from here and there. I, I, you know, we don't have a lot of money, but we make it work. We're a one house income. My husband's the only one that works. And I'm thankful that he's able to provide a roof over our head. But again, Mm-hmm. To be prepared, you don't have to have a lot of money. I think it's just more of the mentality, being prepared and having a system, having someone to guide you through it is mm-hmm. kind of what mm-hmm. is, that is yeah, helpful. That is so encouraging. And, and I just see so much strength in your journey, like having to deal with all of this, getting yourself to be in a place where you're always prepared. So what is your definition of a strong mom? What is your definition of strength? My definition is you keep, you keep going. It does not matter. It, what is in front of you, you kind of push through, you try to see past the storm. You try to envision the rainbow. One day, this is going to be better. And one of the ways that I kind of learned that was when my youngest at one point, she couldn't even tolerate the the milk that had been keeping her alive. She, you know, and that's when I kind of realized, even though I always felt bad and it, and it hurt me and I was sad that she only had this one thing that she can eat because our life revolves around food. Everybody eats all the time. You know, gatherings is food. You do parties, it's food. And so I was like, my daughter only has one thing that's keeping her alive. And when that and I was, I feel like I wasn't grateful for that one thing until she couldn't have it. After she went through that, I was grateful for that one thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where I saw like, it doesn't matter what you have. You know, to me, it's be grateful for what you have and push through, just push through. It's not going to be forever. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so the, your daughter, she was allergic to breast milk, right? Mm-hmm. And then, then it led to that whole discussion of what is it in the breast milk and yes. what is the, the diet and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a journey. And thank you so much for demonstrating your strength in this uh, community and being a resource for us. Um, so as we wrap up this podcast, would you share some encouraging words for the local moms in the community um, with kids who have allergies? Yes. Well, my encouraging words would be, you know, if you don't have the support system, I'm always here. Mm-hmm. I try to be that support for those who don't have it. I, um, I try to make it easier for them. I try to teach them, give them the tools that will help them. Um, you don't have anyone, you have me. Feel free to contact me. I'm pretty much, like I said, I'm an open book. I will share my experiences so that they will be able to help them in the community. And um, I'm, I'm here for anyone that needs it and wants it. And they feel that they can't do it anymore or they've tried everything and nothing is working. I've been in your shoes. It 
it seems like it's never ending. Um, but it, it, it does, it, it gets better. It does get better. Mm-hmm. How can people get a hold of you, Stephanie? So they can um, email me at uniqueheartbeat.lobbylet at gmail.com. I have my website, which is www.uniqueheartbeat.com. Um, they can find me on Instagram at Sweet Organic Living. And uh, they can find me on Facebook under my name, Stephanie Lobbylet, or um, No Nuts Moms Group. Thank you so much, Stephanie. We are so happy to have you. And thank you again for sharing your journey with us today. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Ask Mama Amy. Head over to AskMamaAmy.com for all the show notes and links you heard in today's episode. You'll also get my free legal tool for you to name legal guardians for your children so that you can leave them with abundant resources to support them and a total peace of mind. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review to tell us why. See you next time, mamas.